Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is Stu's Days on a snow day here in Toronto. Uh, I'm, I'm, glad we, uh, I'm glad we're once again late with Stu's Days because we're doing taping this on Thursday morning, February 23rd, uh, because I, I know the listeners are very excited about hearing how you dealt with this, these mounds of extremely heavy snow, Stu. This was not just your regular snowfall. 100%. Well, you got to get at it early, Dave. So I was twi- twice last night and once again this oh, morning. Really? Yep. That, that is impressive discipline. <laughs> That's right. So, and then, but I didn't salt till this morning because, you know, that, that seemed like it was going to be a waste. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I, I, I like it. So, so it, it, again, we always come back to this, this dollar cost averaging approach with you. So it works in reverse with snow shoveling. That's right. You you got to remove it quick, right? Deposit it to the sides of the driveway. Yep. Get out there every hour, even if it uh, continues coming strong. Just work your way through it. Wow. I think um, I, I I hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast because she's, <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna be putting a lot more pressure on me. <laughs> I went out with a giant plow this morning and and uh, and and plowed it all. It was it was it was a an unbelievably tough snowfall. Yeah, well, you know, I do like to look at forecasts as well, and I knew that freezing rain was coming, so I wanted to have a good chunk of it gone by the time the freezing rain showed up. That that that's why we call this podcast Tuesdays because <laughs> you know you're you're just you're 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 doing the analysis, you're doing the projections, and you've got a solution for the problem. And and the problem right now, Stu, aside from the snow we had today. If we're looking at markets, is you know a market that's pulled back a little bit over the over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've talked about in previous weeks, and we had Eric Lascelles on uh, talking about you know some of the some of the economic reports that have come out just over the last three weeks that have you know they've they've, they've been surprisingly strong. I guess would be the 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 the, the best way to say it. Um, that gets people a little bit nervous about what the central banks, the Federal Reserve, Bank of Canada, what how, how they're going to react to this and, and, and how it all plays out. I know we, we had uh, Sarah Riepel on uh, a couple of weeks ago and talked about some of the meetings that you had and in in the, the portfolios that you, you work with Sarah and in terms of managing, you, uh, you, you, you took some, some money out of equity markets and uh and and moved it into uh to, to cash and fixed income so there was as you say there was a little bit of a forecast that this was that there was going to be some heavy lifting here for the markets how, how how do you pull it all together uh for 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 listeners around around what's going on and what's changed or is, has nothing changed well it's a great it's, a, it's an interesting question because you know stuff has changed and stuff hasn't changed right so yeah, yeah. um so you know what what uh, you know I think I think investors are always kind of thinking about two things. The first is, um, you know, from a fundamental standpoint, I'm going to have a couple of scenarios in mind on earnings. Uh, what does it look like if things are strong, normal, and poor? Uh, right now, uh, I would say the earnings that are being expected and call it two twenty two thirty on the S and P are kind of normalish. So. Yeah. If we had a reacceleration in the economy, maybe those earnings could even be a bit better. And if we had a slowdown, it's probably you know down 15% on the earnings. The next thing you do is you think about the multiple that you pay for those different scenarios, right? So, you know, we like we think about it like you have nine boxes, 
right? I can pay a low multiple for a pessimistic forecast. And ironically, that's the best, right? Yes. Because that's when you're getting lots of optionality as an investor. You're going to get eventually the forecast will improve and eventually the valuation will improve. And, um, you know, what we saw in the last couple of weeks probably was a slightly elevated multiple on a, on a normal forecast. So, you know, from a, you know, very long-term standpoint, you know, you may not really do anything with that. The next thing that, you know, you try and marry in is some behavioral finance, um, which, you know, boils down to the old Warren Buffett, buy fear and sell cheer. So we started the year with the bullish sentiment uh, down around 20%. And by the end of January, we were up to 40%. Wow. And, um, you know, the amazing thing is it's, it's whippy because we're now back around 20. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're at, we're at one of those stages is that like when you read the bearish narrative, you look around the room and a lot of people are nodding their head. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean that's not correct. And it doesn't mean that it won't play out, but, um, you know, the bearish narrative kind of feels more comfortable right now. And, yes. and, um, you know, so we're, we're pretty aware of that. And, uh, you know, as an investor, you always have to ask yourself if you're comfortable, uh, you know, how could that change? So, um, you know, right now the, you know, like there's, there's been a handful of strategists come out and say, you know, like, uh, we either lose by earnings falling or we lose because the fed has to, you know, go a lot harder on interest rates. I doubt either extreme is likely to take place. So, you know, by that, I mean, I think the Fed will be, I think all central banks will be very diligent on inflation. I think the size of increases might surprise to the downside, but the length that they're at these levels might surprise to the upside. Yeah. And on the earnings front, um, you know, I think they, they likely will uh, be under some pressure, but not likely as much pressure as a, as a really, you know, s serious recession. And it leaves us in one of these markets where, you know, we have some you know, rather abrupt ricochets as uh, sentiment moves from one side of the boat to the other. And, um, you know, so it, it's kind of like, you know, there's a lot going on in the short term, but I don't know if there's a lot that's really changed in the longer term. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, it really lends itself to scenario analysis uh, for the market as a whole, but stock by stock. Um, it lends itself to collecting dividends and looking for dividend growth. And, you know, that's the environment we're in. Um, you know, it's, it's not like up, up and away environment, um, which, you know, some people might like, but, you know, for long-term investors, uh, you know, a great time to be dollar cost averaging, which you uh, know, I like a lot, but, um, you know, kind of this, this malaise uh, that there's, you know, some, you know, some things that kind of have to solve themselves inside investors' minds. And, and you know, those two things really revolve around the pace of inflation declining. And uh, when it declines, what does the earnings picture look like and how quickly can it, it pick up? Yeah. And if we pull it together around the, the decision that, that, that you and your colleagues made to, to reduce equity exposure in portfolios, that, that, that wasn't necessarily a change in your long-term view or your next 12 to 18-month view of equities. It was more about, you know, equities had a tremendous run from October to the middle of February in terms of moving up. Back in October, the prices were really attractive. Yes. They move up, 
you know, 15%, they're not as attractive. The longer, the, 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 the outlook doesn't change, but the price has. And you, you've got to reflect that in terms of, of the actions you take. That's right. So, you know, from a long-term standpoint, in general terms, if you said earnings grow at 7% and dividends are around 2 if I pay a certain valuation for the stock market and I leave at the same valuation, I'll compound at 9 yeah. So we don't know what the exit valuation is, but we know from a long-term standpoint that that's hovered around 15 times earnings. So when I say I'm a long-term investor, you know, to me, that's kind of 10-ish plus years, like, uh, you know, shooting for retirement, long-term compounding. So if I pay a premium to 15 times earnings, there's a possibility that that premium will get eaten away because yes. in my 10 years, I'll come back to average. So, you know, there's times when valuations are below average and I get to add to my long-term return. Times I'm at average, I get earnings growth and dividends. Times I'm above. Uh, I have to just keep that in mind. So when we see a big move in the market the way we did and valuations were a little bit extended, um, you know, it's just a time to to kind of tactically harvest something without really changing that uh, longer term return dynamic. You know, it's not dissimilar to, you know, buying a 10 year bond. If you buy a 10 year bond and hold it, you're going to get the coupon. Yeah. But if that coupon, if that interest rate declines in a year's time, you're going to get capital appreciation as well. So uh, any investment has the fundamental uh, cash flow and earnings that it's going to deliver, and it has the change in valuation. And the change in valuation is more art than science. But um, you know, we try and marry views of inflation, investor sentiment, psychology, all sorts of things to uh, to think that through. Yeah, and 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 if we're we're, we're sitting here as 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 markets have uh, co corrected a little bit, and again, the the, the overall forecast hasn't changed. Uh, very much at all, uh, you know. We go back to your 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 Buffett saying to uh, you know buy fear and sell cheer, uh, and 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 tie it to kind of more take 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 the extremes away here. It's it's kind of there there there's there seems to be opportunities to buy discomfort and 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 sell comfort. Yeah. And 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 for for, for again for most investors. I, I, it, it just, it's so hard when there's that, that discomfort and, 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 and just, it's hard to put that money in and, and, and commit it. Uh, but, but that's generally when you should be taking a look and that move in sentiment that you talked about, uh, you know, 20% uh, bullish to start the year, 40% one month into the year, and now very quickly right back down to 20, that's reflecting a uh, you know, discomfort among investors and, 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 and represents likely some, you know, some opportunity. And then, as you said, uh, this is the kind of environment that you love as an investor, because uh, what, what, uh, what works here is regular investing, dollar cost averaging and, uh, and, and dividends and, you know, solid companies that are, that are going to, you know, be able to figure, navigate their way through, a slower economic environment. That's it's kind of perfect. It's like most people don't like shoveling snow, but you 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 do. <laughs> well, there is a satisfaction to it. I have to admit. Yeah, shoveling but, snow. And but you're, <laughs> yeah, you're finding you're you're you can in this kind of environment. You, you've got to focus more on value than 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 you were, say in in twenty twenty one. 
when when markets are jumping 50 percent in the year yeah like it's it's a you know you can look at the daily volatility in the stock market and say uh you know that's a place to go get rich or you can look at the daily volatility and say i don't want to have anything to do with it or you can say i'm a long-term investor and every day this volatility gives me the opportunity to tilt the odds a little bit more in my favor for the long term exactly and that's exactly i think it's what my wife was saying when i was lying on the couch last night watching tv instead of shoveling the snow a couple of times last night so it'd be easier this morning so as always we keep coming back to it you're right i'm wrong well my wife is right sorry <laughs> you're wrong occasionally my wife's never wrong but uh but it, I, you know I, I, I again just to this this is such a lesson i think this these last two months so i'm so glad you went through it this way in terms of of the swing of emotions the swing of valuations but when you step back you kind of rationally go hmm i don't think a lot has changed in terms of of where we're where we're likely going to go over the next 12 to 18 months so if if i've got the right plan and i stick to my principles and disciplines i should be able to navigate this pretty well yeah that's bang on dave Wow. Okay. I thought you were going to disagree with me, but, uh, but that, that's good. That's a good way to end, Stu. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully this is the last big snowfall of the year. That's right. Thanks, Stu. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Dave. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management, Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.